Everybody and welcome to the WDW newscast. I am your host Lou Mangello. Today is March 9th, 2011. Be sure and join us every Wednesday night at 7:30 p.m. Eastern at wdwnewscast.com. There we're going to talk about Walt Disney World news live and discuss it real time in the chat room. If you can't make it, come by watch. Keep the conversation going in our YouTube channel at youtube.com/wdwradio. You can also get notified of upcoming shows, other events, and just all kinds of fun stuff going on by following me at Twitter. I'm twitter.com slash Lumangelo and join the friend page over at Facebook. That is facebook.com slash WDW Radio. This week's newscast, like every other, is sponsored by our good friends over at touringplans.com. They are the research team behind the unofficial guide to Walt Disney World. And if you are looking to maximize your time, in Walt Disney World or Disneyland, you owe it to yourself and your family, really, to visit touringplans.com. There they have a crowd calendar telling you the best parks to visit for the next 365 days of the year. More than 150 different touring plans tailored to you and your family's touring style. They also have uh, wait times, lots more, and you can also bring touring plans with you into the parks on your iPhone, Droid, any kind of smartphone by downloading the Lines application. For more information, to read their blogs, check out some of their free content, go and visit our sponsor over at touringplans.com. We have a lot of news to cover this week, and it's not about the Disney dream. We are finally back from the WDW Radio Cruise. Want to catch you up on some things that have been developing over the past week and some things that may be coming in the future. First, let's move over to the Magic Kingdom and talk about Peter Pan's flight Obviously, one of the most popular, classic, dark rides in all of Walt Disney World. Well, they are set for a bit of an expansion, not to the attraction itself, but to the queue. Permits have been filed to expand the queue for Peter Pan, and at the same time, demolish the Skyway building right next door. How are those two connected? Well, what's going to happen is Peter Pan's flight, the queue, is now going to take over the restrooms that extend at the end of part of that queue, the Skyway building in Fantasyland, sorry to see you go, is going to be demolished. Those are going to be made into, I assume, Fantasyland-themed restrooms. Now, the interesting thing about this, and one of the things that I'm wondering about is, will this be an interactive queue? We're seeing that seems to be the trend. We see it, obviously, with Soren, Space Mountain, Winnie the Pooh, I assume Haunted Mansion, which is going to open soon, is going to be interactive as well. I wonder if, and I'm assuming so, that Peter Pan's flight will hopefully have some interactive elements to it. More importantly, will they make changes to the queue to make what is normally a very, very long, kind of boring wait, a little bit more exciting, sort of make it go along a little bit faster? Uh, A lot of people in the chat room are saying uh, this is a very good idea. Uh, They want to, but they want to keep the Skyway building. A lot of us have uh, very nostalgic memories of riding the Skyway from Fantasyland to Tomorrowland and back and forth. It is a beautiful building, that sort of Swiss chalet up on the hill. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like plans are that it is going to go away and you are going to get restrooms there. Uh, there have been rumors for years as to what might take place over in the Skyway building, whether it was a, uh, a small uh, counter service restaurant, maybe a, a different kind of attraction 
it looks like we're getting restrooms. But uh, if you have ideas for what you would have liked to have seen in the Skyway building, I'd love to see you post those in the comments section on YouTube. But we got to keep moving forward, staying in uh, the Magic Kingdom over in Tomorrowland, the Club 626 Character Dance Party is back for the busy spring period. That's going to run daily from 4 to 10 p.m. at the Rocket Tower Plaza stage. Normally includes characters like Stitch, Pluto, Chip and Dale. Uh, I'm wondering how closely this, remember, this resembles the very, very short-lived Stitch's Supersonic Celebration, which may actually hold the record for the attraction or show that had the shortest life in Walt Disney World. It literally ran for only about six weeks. They built that permanent stage out there. Uh, issues that plague that show, like being out in the hot sun, uh, obviously don't plague the character dance party, which runs at night. But the question I have for you watching on YouTube or you watching in the chat room is, what do you think about things like this? These dance parties that are taking place, not at special events like Not So Scary or Very Merry Christmas Party, but this nightly dance party that takes place really right in the center of Tomorrowland. Do you think it enhances your experience or do you think it sort of detracts from that feel of being in Tomorrowland? You know, as you're getting in line for Carousel of Progress and you're looking over to Space Mountain and seeing people dancing to Justin Bieber, um, is that what you want or that would you like your Magic Kingdom experience to be? Because it's not normally what we've had in the past. We've had live entertainment, but this is a far cry from JP and the Silver Stars playing Adventureland type music, obviously over in Adventureland, uh, the Pearly Band in Fantasyland or the uh, Harmony Barbershop Quartet walking, you know, the Dapper Dans walking around on Main Street. Um Zeus from New York says dance parties make it a good time to rest your feet. Um, it's okay for a few minutes. They don't stick around for the whole show, says Elizabeth O. Um, TTA Rider wishes it was a Tron dance party, while Mark Vitek prefers a Bieberless zone. He does not have the Bieber fever. Um, Disney Dog says it keeps people busy, so I can go on a shorter line for a ride. That, I think, is part of the idea, is to give kids especially an outlet, a place to really get rid of some of that uh, nervous energy, work off some of that caramel corn and cotton candy and all that extra sugar, dance a little bit and maybe give parents a break, although there really is no sort of dedicated seating area other than the pavement. So if parents are looking to rest, if you don't have a scooter, you may be either sitting on your child or on the floor. Uh, Thaddeus Toad actually thinks it detracts from the environment. Uh, Mara295 agrees as it somehow cheapens the experience of being in the park took her too far out of the, the fantasy. Disney Pugs says a nice break from running around. Um, well, again, some people are saying uh, the dance parties just feel lazy. So it's, it's very divided how people feel about these type of events. It does seem like something out of the ordinary for Walt Disney World. Certainly you have in things like Hollywood Studios, you've got the high school musical, but it's, it's different because it's so very well themed to that. Um, here you have very modern music. Uh, but again, I'd love to keep this part of the conversation going. Do you like these kind of things? Do you like these dance parties in Tomorrowland? Do you think it detracts or do you think it enhances your experience as you're walking through? Moving over right next door to Fantasyland or what will soon be Fantasyland, uh, over at Storybook Circus, the construction walls are up where they are doing work in, uh, in Mickey's Toontown Fair for what is going to become the Storybook Circus. And this past week, 
You can see they put up some new artwork at the entrance, uh, including references to Pete's Silly Slideshow, the Great Goofini Coaster, Dumbo, and Big Top Souvenirs. You'll also see, uh, I'll show you an image, that they're also making some changes over at the Tomorrowland Speedway as well. That track might change once again, as it did years ago when Mickey's, tune, when Mickey's Birthday Land was first constructed. But it, it, it does look as though Storybook Circus is going to have sort of its own very well-defined area, uh, sort of separate from the theming of the rest of Fantasyland. Now, some people are saying in, in the chat room that they need to update the speedway. Of course, there's been rumors for years that ever since the Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, lost its sponsorship of it, there's a great opportunity for a Cars sort of themed overlay. And with Cars 2 coming out next year, um, that very well may be the case. Um, it, it's a, a very easy fix to sort of decorate the cars and decorate that environment to theme it towards cars. Um Mickey Waffles says the Speedway seems out of place in Tomorrowland. And I think it sort of probably was always that way. Even back in 1971, uh, a Speedway was not very futuristic. But again, uh, Tomorrowland itself is somewhat of a misnomer because sometimes we're looking back to look forward over in Tomorrowland. Uh, people love the idea of a Cars-themed overlay. I think that would make an already popular attraction even more popular. And oh, by the way, Great possibility for merchandise kiosks right outside, like the like the small one that they have out there. I know I, for one, am very curious to see exactly what Storybook Circus Land is going to look like and how that is going to sort of be um, separated from the rest of Fantasyland. Um, one bit of upsetting news for those of you that do miss Mickey's Toontown Fair. It does appear as though Mickey and Minnie's houses have been completely demolished. I, from what I understand, the... Uh, the archives, the Walt Disney archives, did go in there first, took a lot of stuff out of Mickey's and Minnie's houses, so it's good to know that that has been preserved, but those houses have been demolished. We're waiting for the Town Square Cinema, formerly the Town Square Exposition Hall on Main Street, to be the new home for Mickey and Minnie. Moving over to Epcot, quickly the conversation turns to food because Vianopoli over at Epcot is once again offering pizza by the slice at the counter service window outside the restaurant. That supposedly is going to be available through May 28th, 2011. That was open for a while during the busy holiday season. It closed around January 7th. It is open again. Not clear if this is going to be a permanent offering or just going to be open during the busy times of year. I've heard conflicting reports as to what people thought of the pizza that was served there because it is different from what I understand than the pizzas that are served inside. The menu items include cheese pizza, pepperoni pizza, and mini cannoli. Now, what I do understand, though, is that one change that has been made in a very good way is cheese pizza by the slice is now cheaper than before. It's now $4.50 as opposed to $6.50. I think what a lot of us who really enjoy Vianopoli would love to see would be some of the pizza options that they serve inside, uh, like with the prosciutto and the artichoke and the four-cheese pizza being offered at the counter service window outside, maybe have some outside seating area, would be a really nice addition to the exterior plaza uh, of the Italy pizza. Um, a lot of people are saying um, they like the idea. Uh, they want a slice for those not wanting to sit down. Herbert said it should always be open. I agree. I love having, uh, for all the pavilions, these quick service options. One thing that Italy has never had is a quick service option 
outside. So if you don't want a full sit-down meal, your kids just want to grab a slice of pizza, you can get it, sit, get something to drink, and be on your way. I think some of the best food in World Showcase actually takes place in those counter-service restaurants. Tangerine Cafe, Summerfest over in Germany, as well as Yakitori House over in Japan. Uh, those are some of my favorite places to eat. And, of course, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, if anybody has tried the pizza at the Vianopoli Counter Service Restaurant, I'd love for you to comment either in the chat room here tonight or in the comment section. Let me know what you think and maybe how it compares to the pizza that's served inside. What I think a lot of us would like to see is how about at the end of the night, Illuminations is over, you run out. If you can grab a whole pie, bring it back to your room, especially if you're staying on the Boardwalk Resorts. Imagine grabbing a pizza from Vianopoli, taking your box, going out uh, and sitting maybe on your balcony at the boardwalk or the beach club and, and enjoying a pizza with your family. Just my two cents. Um, 2011 is set to be the final year for Disney's grad night at Walt Disney World. It's going to continue over in Disneyland. For those of you that don't know what grad night is, it's where they dedicate and close the entire Magic Kingdom Park to the public and open it especially for high school seniors. It gives them a chance to hang out with their classmates, meet high school seniors from around the country. Uh, there's live entertainment, dance parties, and of course the attractions are open. This has been something very, very popular for a number of years, but according to the Disney blog, I quote, we'll no longer be hosting Disney grad night after this year's event. With more leisure guests visiting in the springtime, it's becoming challenging to schedule special events during April and May. Instead, graduates have new opportunities to celebrate with us in the parks at more flexible and convenient times. Obviously, having to close the Magic Kingdom early for grad night seriously must be impacting revenue during the busy spring season. So uh, if you are a high school senior, this is your chance to do it and experience it. I never did, but from those I know who did, and I see people talking about it already in uh, in the chat room, uh, G8SR for Life went in 2005. Um, seem to really, really enjoy it. People are wondering if they're going to move it over to uh, another park, maybe another park in Walt Disney World, maybe like Disney's Hollywood Studios. Maybe that might be a good sort of rollover location for it. Uh, a couple of people are upset. WW162011 said two years away and now I can't go. Amy Falk Peterman, not happy about it. So again, a lot. it seems like things that both parents and their kids really looked forward to Kids to enjoy time in the parks, parents for a good excuse to go down and visit Walt Disney World. Finally, our last bit of news and uh, something I want to talk to you guys about, certainly want your feedback on, is over in downtown Disney. Because Ride Makers, which is located in the former home of the Virgin Megastore, just received an award as Pop-Up Store of the Year by Chain Store Age magazine. And then said they'll be closing in downtown Disney on, a, on April 30th, 2011. Now... Uh, we certainly uh, believe that when Ride Makers opened and took over this 16,000 square foot venue, that it appeared to be permanent, although they uh, obviously had a lot of space to work with in there. There is a whole second floor, which Ride Makers did not take advantage of. There is a lot of movement going on. There's a lot of things happening right now in downtown Disney. The Harley Davidson store is closing, that's going to move locations. Certainly, we all know that Hyperion Wharf is coming. If I was a betting man, and I am. I think there's going to be also a lot of changes coming to downtown Disney West Side as well. And certainly there's been rumors for a long time about what may become the permanent home for the Virgin Megastore. 
Rumors have swirled for years that it could be a mega Apple store. Certainly there is that Apple-Disney connection. But uh, I don't know that maybe that would do very well. I don't think people come to Walt Disney World to go shopping for computers and iPhones. What I do think might come, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, is not a single location. Again, you're talking about 16,000 square feet. That is a lot of retail space to take up. Instead, what I think or expect or who knows, maybe hope might happen is to almost maybe turn that into like a little mini mall of sorts. Again, you've got two stories in there uh, to work with a lot of potential retail, retail space, maybe too much for just one participant, but certainly three, four, five, however, however many you could shoehorn in there might be a great uh, location. Again, you also have a great indoor space that you can use as well, especially for bad weather. People are throwing out a couple of different ideas. They like the mini mall idea. Uh, Barnes and Noble. Um, again, you know, you're talking about some of these big stores that are certainly very expensive to put in there. Would a store like that do well in downtown Disney? What single store, if any, do you think could survive in that location? Obviously, the Virgin Megastore was unable to for one reason or another. Certainly, many of us get our music and videos Digitally now, we don't actually go out and buy the physical product anymore. I think that was part of the problem there. Um, Lasix is saying a Walmart. That might be a little bit too small for that. And again, you have to think about the type of venue that, that downtown Disney and what Hyperion Wharf is going to bring there. It's going to be a nighttime entertainment district. So it's not going to be a place, I think, that people are going to go because they need to run to Walgreens and get deodorant. They're going down there for sort of leisure shopping for souvenirs or specialty items, whatever it might be. Uh, DBTN 1971, as well as Rooster to Be, said bowling is an option. Now, remember, bowling was supposed to open this year over at Disney's Wide World of Sports. They were going to have a championship-level bowling alley opening there. That project was also pushed back. That They announced that, I believe, maybe two years ago. I thought it was a great idea having bowling coming there because, again, you talk about things for families of every age to do together at night or in the bad weather, I think bowling would have been a great opportunity there. I hope that that idea, like every good idea, is not lost, and eventually that does come to the wide world of sports. I think we're seeing a trend towards wide world of sports becoming a destination, not just you if, if you are an athlete, but if you are interested in sports. There are a lot of different things now to go and see. Spring training is going on there right now. There's a lot of athletic events. Uh, there's an ESPN, um, you know, there's, there's the uh, sports bar down there as well. So I think bowling would be a great addition to Wide World of Sports. Dan Morella says, how about an ice skating rink? Another interactive gaming area like Disney Quest, says Disney Daddy. Uh, people are people are loving the idea of bowling. Uh, Disney 05 I, and TTA Rider, I, I was waiting for somebody to say this, and I think this would be an ideal and a perfect fit in there, and the thing that could fill this venue would be a Disney museum, a Walt Disney World museum. This is the 40th anniversary of Walt Disney World. The timing is perfect. There is nothing like it. The closest thing that we have to a museum is the Walt Disney Family Museum, which is up in San Francisco, certainly not meant to be about the theme parks. It's about Walt Disney the man. We'll talk about that on a future show, certainly. But I think many of us would love to go and would spend a lot of time, and Disney, if you're listening, we would spend money to visit a Walt Disney World museum. You have all these things in your archives. 
uh, that you could put on display and share and rotate through. You saw how popular the Epcot 25th anniversary exhibit was. Imagine what you could do with that space. And again, certainly there are merchandise opportunities there as well. If I had to pick a single thing to go in there, uh, it didn't have to be a store. I think a, a museum, and again, you've got a ton of space to work with in there. You could make it a Disney Parks Museum, a Walt Disney World Museum. You can include things about Walt Disney. Again, you've got a lot of space to work with. That might be it. We would certainly pay extra to go in and do that. And I think that would really continue to make Hyperion Wharf and Downtown Disney very much uh, a destination. It seems like a lot of the people in the chat room are loving this idea. Um, I think it's something that adults and kids could go to together. Yes, uh, Mrs. Evie, you could see a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea sub in there. Again, because you've got that space, you have the blessing of it being an enclosed environment. So you don't have to worry about the elements ha having to close uh, You know, something in, in case of inclement weather. Inclement weather might actually be your friend because it will drive people there and certainly to all the other venues in Hyperion Wharf in downtown Disney, in the west side, and the restaurants certainly would benefit there as well. Um, uh, Scotch, uh, 1701, um, he thought all the subs were gone. There are a few that still remain. Um, there are a few that still remain, and, and there's a lot of things I know that Disney has kept, um, certainly they can put on display and share with us, um, who are certainly the Disney enthusiasts. They can rotate uh, items through they can theme things depending on different anniversaries they can have speakers come in do presentations Jim Corcus bring him in there get Jim Corcus to do presentations you've got your built-in curator for the museum at at, uh, at the Virgin Megastore in downtown Disney I put my vote in for Mr. Corcus uh, a private lounge for D23 members great idea Disney Daddy better you know uh, reward the people who are D23 members with a place that they can go and sort of have their own quote-unquote VIP lounge. If you just had couches and water, it's something that we would love and we would appreciate as sort of a benefit of membership. Uh, I think that this has a lot of potential. I'd love to hear more ideas either about a museum in there, a mini mall, or uh, maybe a single retail location that you think could fit in there or you'd like to see there. What's missing from downtown Disney shopping-wise? What would you like to see if it had to do uh, for, for shopping? Uh, again, I, I want to keep this conversation going in the comments section. Come by, subscribe, and leave your thoughts at uh, youtube.com slash WDWradio. I certainly want to keep... Um, talking about it there don't forget to come by wdwradio.com lots more going on there as well there you can find our blog posts videos which you can also find on youtube our fun friendly safe discussion forums you can shop in the wdw radio store for the walt disney world trivia books and audio guides to walt disney world you can sign up for our free email newsletter Go to iTunes, download the free WDW Radio iPhone app. Also, be sure and subscribe to the show there. Just do a search for WDW Radio. If you have a question, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com or to be heard on the air, call the voicemail 888-703-2171. Thanks again to our sponsors over at touringplans.com. Thanks to everybody who has been chatting this evening in the chat room. Hope to see you next Wednesday at every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern at wdwnewscast.com. 
And again, don't forget to come by and subscribe to the podcast each and every week. I will put the audio-only portion of the newscast in the podcast feed. So to everybody watching in the chat room, to you watching on YouTube, thanks for your time. Thanks for watching. See ya.